It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, today's podcast is great. We want to start by giving you an update on... uh, Hunter Biden, apparently he's suing Jason Buttrill, our chief researcher and head writer of the program is here. Uh, he, his, so he's, he's suing the, uh, the computer company for what? Invasion of privacy? Invasion of privacy. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, he's suing over Russian information or yeah. is this actually his laptop? Yeah, I know. We have confirmation, Glenn. Isn't that weird? <laughs> They've always said that it wasn't his laptop. Now it is yes, his laptop. Oh, okay. uh, but you shouldn't have looked at it. Right. And I'm imagining that this case, I'd like to see where the case was filed. Bet you it was in, well, I don't know if they would have jurisdiction to be able to do it in Washington, D.C., but mm. they do it in Delaware. That's dirty as hell, too. Mm. Um, but uh, uh, that's trying to get all of the evidence on the laptop thrown out. And it's getting pretty... They're getting close. They're getting close. Yeah, definitely do not look at what the House Oversight Committee was re- revealing yesterday yeah. and what we yeah. talked about today. Right. And so that's uh, right at the beginning of the uh, podcast. There's a lot of stuff and some really good news. Um, we had Riley Gaines on just a, just at the end of the podcast. She is just fantastic. Uh, just wanted to check in with her and see what was going on in her world. She's the woman who was standing up, um, you know, against men coming in and, you know, swimming. Uh, and she's the 12-time champion, women's American women's swimming champion. She's remarkable. There's, there's a lot on today's podcast you're going to really enjoy and learn from. So uh, uh, don't miss a second of it. All right, sponsored by American Giant. They'd like to thank you for doing business with them. They started advertising October of last year, just for a few weeks. They had so many responses and so many people uh, reach out to them and say, hey, thank you for doing what you're doing, um, bringing American manufacturing back. In 2012, as I said back then, um, there was a clothing factory in Middlesex, North Carolina, and it was being shut down. And the guy who's now running American Giant, he actually started it because of this. He is like, we we have to have these companies. We have to be able to make things in our own company. So our own country, rather. So his team worked with the factory to invest in new machinery. They reskilled the labor. And here we are 10 years later, and they make the best hoodie you'll ever own. Uh, A lot of other really high quality clothing, all made here in America. It's the cotton that's grown in America, milled in America, cut and sewn here in America, pieced together as well. So thank you from American Giant, and thank you from me as well. You're helping them grow, which means you're helping America Manufacturing to grow as well. It's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. So Riley Gaines has been one of the, the people who have really stood up and just taken a beating for it. Um, I, we're going to have her on the uh, program uh, today. Also, Joe Kennedy is coming up. Joe is the Bremerton High School assistant coach that won the Supreme Court case for the right to play. I can't believe 
he wanted his job back, but he did, and they gave it to him. Uh, he's back at his old job after seven years of fighting. Uh, it's an amazing story, and he is just happy as ever. Joe Kennedy is going to be joining us in a few minutes. And um, I, wanted to, I wanted to stop down, and I kind of want... I kind of wanted our next guest to actually hear those interviews because he's in the throes of it right now. His name is Dr. Andrew Fox. He is a former Austin, Texas Fire Department chaplain. Uh, and uh, he wrote a blog post explaining why he believes males should not compete in female sports. And they fired him. He's a chaplain. Hmm, that seems like freedom of speech and religion, but maybe that's just me. Dr. Andrew Fox, welcome to the program. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me on. You bet. Where, your accent does not sound Texan. Where, <laughs> you, where are you from? No, I, I was an immigrant from the United Kingdom in 1999 and mm. uh, now a citizen with my family. Wow. And you came here Why? Religious workers visa. Uh, I came to uh, be a pastor in uh, Washington State, and uh, wow. so you know the die was cast. That's that's who I am, and that's what I'm known for. So, um, you know, when you came here, it was a different country than it is now. Oh my goodness! Twenty three years ago, the welcome to uh, the United States to live here, work here, raise my family is now. Uh, completely different in my mind 23 years later not the same country i moved to i'm sorry um so you were working for the fire department and you were counseling families and and you know what what else did you do for the fire department well the role of a chaplain is a resource for crisis especially for those in uniform uh, men and women i didn't care how they identified or who they uh, associated with it was inclusive to everyone in uniform when you see death be it a car accident or a fire or something else and then you have to give death notices to those families mm. you're dealing with uh, extreme situations that most people don't face regularly so when there's a knock on the door i didn't know we did this there's a knock on a door it's not just a cop or a fire fireman you're told by a chaplain yeah, you're a, you, a mm. chaplain is accompanied by law enforcement. Uh, but yeah, that walk from the sidewalk to the front door, oh. you're about to change somebody's trajectory forever. You must, that must be horrible, that walk every time. Well, as, as a Christian man, I, you know, I live in the grace of God to say the right thing and do yeah. the right thing and be yeah. a support to that family. Uh, oh. No matter what their beliefs are. Okay, so you were um, writing on your own personal blog, correct? Correct. And you, what did you write? You, you wrote about women's sports. I did. I, the blog is called Willie Woke and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I questioned biological men competing against uh, women um, as a woman, that it was yet another attack on the beauty of what it is to be a woman. And uh, I offered um, arguments from all sides, citing uh, athletes that are heterosexual, not heterosexual, that identify differently. So a comprehensive view 
not just a singular view. And I was uh, fired for it. What did they say to you? Well, the chief, the fire chief, first of all, told me that it wasn't his business to censor me in a private blog. Weeks later, um, I met with the representative of LBGTQ uh, to find out what offended them. And they couldn't tell me, but they were just offended. But they couldn't tell me what, what was wrong precisely. And shortly after that, I received a phone call telling me I was fired unless I wrote an open letter of apology for my mm. Christian beliefs. Good heavens, we have just, we've, we've slipped into madness, just madness. Um, so you probably, at least I hope, immediately called an attorney? I did. I called several attorneys, and as soon as the city of Austin was mentioned, they backed off uh, until one very old... Very, very old uh, attorney. Um, he recommended the Alliance Defending Freedom, who are, um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without them. They yeah. are a stellar group of people. They really are. They, we've, we, we are close to them. They are really amazing people. So they took on the case, and where does it stand? Um, right now, it is, it is the case is continuing to move forward. Uh, I believe next month we go into deposition, um, but still very much uh, um, alive and kicking and uh, uh, gathering momentum on both sides, uh, which again is, is not the country I moved to. It's a ridiculous uh, situation that I find myself in. I find it terrifying that you couldn't find an attorney to take that case quickly. No, no. As soon as they found out the details, they uh, uh, backed off. And uh, if it wasn't for the for the old boy that recommended Alliance Defending Freedom, I'd uh, you know I'd have my head in my hands. But uh, I'm I'm grateful for those who fight for freedom. It's uh, opened my eyes to a bigger horizon. It is. Um, it's remarkable that you know I I had uh, the best freedom of speech attorneys in the country. Uh, a firm in Washington D.C. They that's that's what they were known for, and they have defended me in in several uh, cases. And uh, at one point, about I don't know three four years ago, they we were in the middle of a case, and they said we can't take your case anymore. Hey, what are you talking about? And it was you know they said we just have to kind of keep the peace in the firm, and you know. But they were representing people like Google, and uh, they just didn't want to have my name associated with their firm. And I, I, I said to them, are you kidding me? Is the spirit of John Adams completely dead now? And it is. Yeah. It is. People, right. uh, you know, attorneys are afraid for their own career. And uh, you got nothing. If you don't have a government that respects the Bill of Rights— or attorneys that will stand for the Bill of Rights, you don't you don't have a country of freedom anymore. Right. And that's that's what I was asked. I was asked to write a a letter of apology or I'd be fired, but I you know, when you move to another country you put everything on the line and uh, I've been blessed in the work that I'm doing and uh, that I've done, but I was not prepared to put my character, my beliefs on the line and sell them short. And so I refused. And I, I think we need more voices that stand up and say, no, I am not going to do this. 
that's why I wanted you on today. Um, and I wanted to encourage you to continue to stand. And I, I'd be shocked if your case wasn't uh, uh, wasn't overturned here. What what is do you want to go back to the fire department? I would like to be offered the position back. Yes, uh, I still have many, many, many friends in uh, the fire department. There's 1300 uniformed personnel. And uh, again, I never asked um, about people's private lives. If they're wearing a badge and they need a chaplain, I serve them um, inclusively. And uh, that need is still there. Uh, I get calls still from battalion chiefs, captains, lieutenants, asking me to uh, come and visit their men and women. Um, Not at the fire station, because that's government property, but in their homes. So as a private citizen, I'm still in hospitals, homes, and uh, different places, uh, public places. Um, The need is still there. If you were living in England... Um, you'd probably be facing the same thing over in England and in Canada, you would as well. If this falls, where do you go? You know, I just got back from England from lecturing over there and uh, you're exactly, absolutely right. What's happening here is happening there. Uh, Where do I go? Glenn, I can only say I can stand my ground. Uh, I'm a man of prayer. I'm a man of conviction. I didn't move to the United States to uh, uh, get a job. I had a job in England. I was uh, also in public ministry there. I moved here to contribute. It's my contribution to the country that welcomed me in. And I still want to contribute. And uh, for me, that is the United States of America. Uh, It's an opportunity. And uh, uh, when a government agency does this to you in such a short time, 23 years, it's it's wrong. I have no other words for it. It's wrong and it needs to change. Dr. Andrew Fox, thank you so much. You know, and I, I guess we've had Ryan on the phone the whole time. I didn't know this. Ryan Bangert, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't get to you. Um, but uh, Ryan is with the Alliance Defending Freedom. Uh, and uh, Ryan, what can we do to help? Hey, Glenn. The best thing you can do is go to adflegal.org, which is our website. We have profiles of all of our cases, including Dr. Fox's case, where we're fighting for his right to believe and his right not to be coerced by the government to uh, accept government orthodoxy. So all of our cases are there. Uh, ADFlegal.org, best place to access all of our resources. ADFlegal.org. You might want to write that down. You might also want to contribute now because you might need that at some point. Uh, ADFlegal.org. I I appreciate all of the hard work that you guys do and the cases you do take on. This seems, Ryan, to be a pretty open and shut case, or have we really fallen even further than I thought we have? Well, you would think it is an open and shut case. Uh, This is a situation where the government, in this case the city of Austin, is telling a citizen what to believe, how to think. The shocking thing about this case is the government demanded that Dr. Fox apologize for believing Christian orthodoxy and publishing that on his own private blog. And that was the condition of him keeping his job. And if the government can force Dr. Fox to do that, it can force anyone to do that. And that's why this case is so important. If the government can strip one citizen of their right under the First Amendment to believe and speak as they will, as they will then no one is safe. And so this case is tremendously important for that reason.
Ryan Bangard, thank you so much. Dr. Andrew Fox, thank you. We'll be watching uh, this as it uh, develops. Sincerely, um, you might want to contribute because you might be on the receiving end of this at some point. And sincerely, write this down because you may need them at some point. Dr. Fox said, I called attorneys. I didn't know who to call. You call ADFlegal.org. Go there now. Help them see all of their cases. ADFlegal.org. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. So uh, I'm excited to talk to Joe Kennedy. I, Joe, when was the last time we spoke? It was before the decision, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was, uh, yeah, early last year. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, uh, Joe Kennedy is the uh, high school assistant coach uh, from Bremerton High School. Uh, and uh, that's up in Washington State. And and he was fired because he was praying. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't indoctrinating anybody. I mean, I love schools telling us about indoctrination. Um, but uh, he wasn't indoctrinating. He was just praying. And uh, they fired him for it. And he's fought for seven years, didn't you? Yeah, we're going into the ninth football season now. Jeez, jeez. So for seven years, he fought this, uh, and uh, he won in the Supreme Court, and now you have your job back. And I'm, I'm really shocked, Joe, that you, you wanted your job back. Yeah, well, you know, that's a tough decision, but, but it really is the principle of it. You know, um, they drug their feet and, you know, made this go on for so long that, you know, it's kind of the principle that I have to go back at least one more time to take one more knee on that 50 yard line and thank God for <laughs> everything we've been through. Yeah. So, um, you're coming up now, this will be the next year. Cause you didn't play with the team this year, did you? No, that yeah. is correct. Yeah. The 2023 season. Mm-hmm. And, um, what's the reception been like? Well, I wish I could say it was all warm and fuzzy. Uh, some of the people that I've met um, that I, I used to know up at the school when I was doing my paperwork, they were very cordial but kind of standoffish. Um, everybody else is like walking on eggshells. Uh, I wish it, they would just open their arms and say, hey, welcome back, Knight, and we could all just move on and you know focus on our football program. But, yeah, I haven't got that warm, fuzzy feeling yet. And why do you think that is? You know, I, I wish people could talk more often instead of just, you know, thinking more combat. The superintendent and myself, we always said we were not going to take it personal. This was going to be something that was left up to the judges to figure out what our constitutional rights are. So him and I are great, but everybody else seemed to have just taken aside and digged their heels in and, and feel like they just lost something. And I'm like, you just gained your your First Amendment rights. You have more religious liberty you have more freedom of of speech now more than ever in your lifetime so why aren't we all celebrating this it's really crazy when the people win against the king and the king is uh uh, celebrated uh and not the individual it's it is nuts it's an upside down world absolutely well i'm glad you got your job back i just wanted to check in and just hear some good news um and uh and wish you all the best of luck but thanks for checking in with me joe 
Hey, I really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully I'll get you a book here real soon and uh, have you sign it, buddy. Oh, yeah. Anytime, anytime. Hey, Joe, let me ask you. Um, the um, uh, If you had to do it all over again, would you do it? Was it worth it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, going through it sucked. And, you know, I never want anybody or myself to go through something like it. But, you know, fighting for the First Amendment, some things are just absolutely 100% worth fighting for and i will take shots all day long for years the rest of my life just to make sure freedom is here in america yeah what's crazy is getting to know you you're not like a guy who can quote the bible and everything else you're (laughs) i mean you're you're like a normal person that just wanted to pray and uh found themselves in this hurricane it's crazy but glad you came out the other side crazy we're stronger because of you joey thank you thanks man you bet bye-bye you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program yesterday uh we had missy robinson on uh and she was talking about something that she had uh, experienced in tennessee and she mentioned that riley Gaines was there uh, and this is the um, this is the 12 time NCAA All-American swimmer who's been speaking out against, you know, guys competing as women in women's sports. It's just it's ridiculous what we're doing to women in the name of women. We're letting guys swim. It's just insanity anyway. Um, and I was thinking about Riley and I don't know if we've ever had her on. Riley, are you there? I'm here. How you doing, Glenn? Very good. Have I ever had you on? No, you oh. haven't actually. Jeez, I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to. I just. I wanted some good news at the end of the week, and some people who were standing up, and uh, and you were brought up yesterday, and I thought I, I wanted to just say thank you to you, Riley. Well, you know what's actually so funny is it's um it's been one year exactly since leah thomas competed against the women at our ncaa championships and so this week i'm actually at the ncaa championships watching um, my teammates my old teammates and stuff and let me tell you i have had so many female swimmers parents coaches come up to me and say the exact same thing which i think is really important because it shows how the true majority of people especially the ones who are directly impacted feel about this so i i'm so grateful it's so crazy that it requires courage to yeah, i know speak up about this insanity but i appreciate your thing well so let me ask you um where are these people because i am convinced every day that people know the truth they know they may not you know they they may not be right on the truth but pretty much our common sense gut is pretty good and this stuff that's going on in almost all fronts, people are not for, but they won't say anything. Absolutely. People are scared. Um, coming from my experience and talking to other athletes, again, who were directly impacted, their universities, the links these universities are going to silence their voices. It's actually really scary. Um, how, how are they America, doing it? Well, Based off my conversations with Leah Thomas's teammates who dealt with this every day, um, when they were concerned about sharing a locker room with someone who possessed and was exposing male genitalia, and they sent an email to their school, you know, expressing their concern, 
Their administration responded back with, if you feel uncomfortable seeing male genitalia, here are some counseling resources that you should seek. They were forced to go to mandatory LGBTQ meetings every Mm. week. They were told that their school, that they were not allowed to, to use their voice because their school has already taken their stance for them. They were told that they were responsible if any harm comes towards Leah Thomas's way. And so they're emotionally blackmailing and threatening and intimidating their swimmers, um, which is, which, like I said, it, it's terrifying. Um, this is a country that thrives because we have so many freedoms, one of which being the freedom of speech. And we, I'm seeing that being taken away from these swimmers, from the parents, from people within the administration, from medical professionals even. Oh, I know. Um, That's terrifying. The medical professionals that are being silenced now, it's absolutely horrifying what is going to happen. That is that is the way to get groupthink in your medical profession. And when groupthink happens, we've seen it happen uh, in the past before, and it never leads to anything but nightmares. No, you're 100 percent right. It's almost as if feel like we're living in this George Orwell dystopian novel where they're trying to make us say two plus two is five, but Hmm. we know two plus two is not five, but yet we have a sitting Supreme Court justice who can't even say what a woman is um, (laughs) because she's not a biologist. But guess what? Neither am I, neither are you, but we still know what a woman is. We know what womanhood entails. We know the differences between men and women, and to deny that is denying science it's denying common sense and logic and all the things so how do you feel about um i think it wasn't it a catholic school where uh they said they didn't want to be in a in a locker room with uh boys and so they the game was canceled and now they're they're not allowed to compete right that right there shows you why more people aren't speaking up because this this team they we're very straightforward about how this goes against what they think the women's sporting category was created for. And now they're barred from other competitions. But um, there's another girl in Vermont actually who spoke out. She's 14. She's in high school. Same thing. She had a transgender individual on her volleyball team and she spoke out and she was immediately suspended from her high school. Her dad was immediately fired from his job. Um, they tried to force her to write an apology to allow her back into school, to which she refused, and then announced, of course, she's filing a lawsuit, to which the school quickly let her back in. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I have to tell you, um, uh, Riley, you, you don't know this um, now, but you're young enough to where you will live to the other side of this. Um, you, you and people like you are going to be remembered as real heroes in this time. Uh, and depending on how it goes, um, how bad it has to get before we wake up, the, the bigger of the statue they'll make of people like you, but it happens every time you, you hold to your values while the country loses its mind and goes over a cliff. It eventually comes back and it's usually not in, in that person's lifetime, um, but uh, they are remembered Absolutely. as leaders. And well, I think what you said is perfect. A perfect analogy of what's happening is, is we've swung too far. The pendulum, we have far exceeded what is sane. Um, and I believe we're in the process of hopefully restoring that pendulum to normalcy. 
Um, but I get told all the time, you know, you will be on the wrong side of history because <laughs> you're not inclusive. You're not being kind. But guess what? Affirming these people, um, these, these males who want to identify as women and infiltrate into our one sex protected spaces, that is not kind and that is not inclusive. Um, we are not helping these individuals. We are harming them with women being the collateral damage in the process. Big time. So if you had advice to give to somebody to stand up, because uh, I, you know, I, if I were leading a, uh, if I were a coach, I'd be a very bad coach. But if I, if I were a coach, I would, um, I would make the case, girls, this is much more important than any award we could ever win. Hundred um, percent. What, what is, what would you, what advice would you give to, uh, you know, anybody who is in this situation and not speaking out? First and foremost, I think it's crucial that parents, coaches, the people who are supposed to be protecting us, um, even me last year in the situation, I was 21 when all this happened. I was adult, an adult, but I felt like someone was supposed to be protecting us, in which there were. You know, like I said, parents, coaches, people within the NCAA, these are the people who need to use their voice. Um, then, of course, it comes to the female athletes, just like you said, and it took me a while to realize this. There is so much at stake when we're denying the sheer essence of humanity, man and woman. We have got to be willing to stand firm in what that is and what our differences are and how we deserve to be recognized and celebrated. Because when we allow one man, one man into our spaces, this is a slippery slope. It's only a matter of time before one male national champion becomes three, and then five, and so on and so forth. And people will take advantage of the system that we have in place. It's happening in prisons. Um, just in mm -hmm. California in the recent weeks, there's been 1,200 men apply to be in women's prisons because, of course, you get to be housed with women, and these, women, or these men are convicted of heinous things like rape and child pornography and kidnapping, but yet they're going to live with women because they say they are one. We have to be bold. We have to stand true. We have to stay educated on the topic. And I hate saying that because it makes me sound like some sort of advocate or activist. Um, but it's important. We have to know that this is happening to believe the, the narrative that this is a non-issue. That cannot be further from the truth. I could list off examples for the next hour of the radio show, but I don't want to. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to bore you guys. Um, but it's important to stay educated and to use your voice, be bold, stand firm in your values. Because like I said previously, this is the majority who feels the exact way I'm speaking. Riley, um, I don't know if you know this, but I collect history. And um, uh, I've learned one thing, and that is there's been people in my life, uh, during, during my life, that have done remarkable things. And I have missed the opportunity to record uh, that. Um, and uh, I, I don't want to miss those. You are one of those people, I think, that are important to our history. Um, I would love for you to, if you could, just even a page, uh, just hand write out your thoughts of why you stood and what you were standing for. Um, so I could, I could include it in our museum. And I'd love to have you come down at some point and do a, a, a podcast with me. You're great. Well, that sounds absolutely incredible and i would be up for that anytime and I, I really appreciate you having me on and just continuing to shed light on this really important and detrimental issue riley thank you
God bless. Mm. Yes, thanks. You bet.